Okay, so welcome to uh, Brownsville Off Topic. It's a collaboration between uh, United Brownsville and the Brownsville Herald. Uh, I'm Mike Gonzalez, Executive Director of United Brownsville. Uh, I'm Ryan Henry, the editor of the Brownsville Herald, and we're here today with... State Representative Eddie Lucio III. Okay, uh, so today we're going to talk about a, a, a great topic. It's about the, uh, the recent Texas Supreme Court ruling on, on education. 13th. Okay, you probably know a lot more about it than I do, so I'll let you head it off. It was this month, but it's been an it's been an ongoing battle in the in the in the courts um, since 2011 when a lawsuit was filed with 600 school districts. I think a lot of them were here from the valley. Um, you know, the the I guess everybody was waiting on this. The last legislative session, there was a lot of what do we do, and and that's why we're here with you today. Like coming from this ruling, what's the next step, and where do we go? What does this really mean? And I guess just kind of unpack it for what what was it? It was a whole bunch of school districts coming together, suing the state because they felt the funding was unfair. Or in two thousand eleven, there were cuts made. Um, I believe five point four billion in cuts. Uh, to that budget based on revenue shortfalls um, that we were experiencing at the time because of various economic factors, recession, oil and gas revenues, so on and so forth. And, you know, the, the, that budget at that time had $5.4 billion cuts, which there was a constitutional challenge to those cuts saying that, you know, one of our constitutional mandates in Texas is that we fund public school education adequately, adequ adequately, uh, equitably, and they believe that that was in violation of our constitutional mandate to fund cons uh, public education. Has it been restored since? Uh, yes, some of it. Uh, slowly, uh, they're trying to put back some of the money that was cut. Uh, we, I think, put $1.5 in this past legislative session, 2015, back in, let in, in the cuts to education. So, um, there has been some efforts to do that. I mean, we're in a very conservative state. Um, you know, the makeup of the legislature is heavily uh, on the Republican side, and this is a philosophy they have about you know trying to save taxpayer dollars and operate a very lean budget. And and that's part of it is you know they're spending within certain parameters that they believe is meaningfully meaningful and uh, wise. And so, unfortunately, they seem to cut state agencies, you know, five percent every every session. And public education was was a big target in 2011. But they've realized that we need to put some money back as we experience some revenue growth. This is your what third, fourth term? This is going to be my sixth. Your sixth. That's amazing. Um, and school financing has always been, I mean, going back for a long time. Constitutionally mandated to do. Okay, but there's always been a, you know, there's always been an issue over the structure of the, of the financing for, for school financing, or a push for reform and all that. Um, but I, I guess on this, what what were the the main things they were asking for in the lawsuit that the school districts were suing the state for? More money. Was it was, was that the only thing? Was it more money? Was it how it gets distributed between the different school districts? There might be some nuances to that, but I mean, essentially, it's more money to to school districts, more money in public education that would go to teach our kids. And, you know, we have uh, what's called a Robin Hood system. Uh, we have some areas that are very property uh, value rich and some that are very property value poor. Now, public school finance is probably the most complicated thing we do in state government. So, you know, I understand it as best I can. 
but they're you know subject matter experts. Some complicating factors yeah. is is uh, residential taxes versus business property taxes, right? Contact hours, uh, not contact hours, but WADA number of students weighted in depending on what category of student they are. It's just very complicated, but let's just use property tax mm -hmm. and the Robin Hood uh, structure as an example. So if you live in a certain area that has high property value and you get more than a certain amount generated uh, for your local school district, you send money back to the state to be allocated amongst other school districts that don't generate as much in property tax. But ultimately, even though there's some reallocation of that wealth, uh, the poor school districts will never have the same resources as the property-rich value school districts have. So to some extent, and some people will argue to a large extent, public school your public school education is determined by your geographic birth. And I think public school education should be the same everywhere. You know, whether I'm born in Brownsville, Texas, or Plano, or River Oaks in, in uh, the big city, it should be the same everywhere. And so... Uh, you know, there's some of us that fight that good fight. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're doing bad, that they believe they're doing bad things. I don't believe that they are and they make these decisions to cut. But unfortunately, you know, that it's something they want to do, shrink our spending. And this is part, this is a, this is a consequence of that. Well, one of the quotes, the ruling was a hundred page opinion, and I don't think any of us have read all the way through a hundred pages of it. But one of the highlights of the quotes was that they were saying, while it's constitutional or it, it's not unlawful, they, they were urging the legislation to do something to change it. And the quote was, they wanted something transformational, top to bottom reforms that amount to more than Band-Aid on top of Band-Aid. So there, there is this, and even some of my very good friends who um, are Republican, there is this thought that the legislature does just enough to stay constitutional every session, mm -hmm. that there's never been true education finance reform where we look at the formulas and the means in which we raise and distribute our tax dollars um, geographically throughout the state for there to be equity uh, amongst our school districts. And so we do just enough to get by to stay in compliance, but we're not excelling at funding public schools. So somebody who, who likes what they're seeing, they probably wouldn't call it Band-Aid after Band-Aid, incremental change, but they were asking for something to say, and, and they described it as undeniably... Um, I, I guess that they had things... They saw the flaws... That, it, mm -hmm. that anybody couldn't say that it was perfect. I mean, yeah, it's a very, it's a very different, it's two different questions, right? Are we constitutional or are we doing a good job? Right. Right. And I think that, go, that that's the question we need to ask as, as Texans. If, <clears throat> if you can say, if it's not mm -hmm. broke, why fix it? You need to define what you mean by broke. Well, I mean, the, the court, the court has weighed in and said from a constitutional standpoint, it's not broke, but from a, uh, job performance standpoint it is but that's really not their jurisdiction to to determine you know what are the metrics though that, that you go off of you, you you raise a real good point you're talking about how is it an equitable system and and i think a lot of people confuse equal for equitable right where equitable should be 
you look at the circumstances of the students in different areas and the needs that they have and, and you provide enough funding uh, to where they can kind of overcome those challenges they may have because of, of the environmental challenges. Um, how does the state ledge kind of define or, or frame, you know, are we being equitable in our funding? You know, what what is uh, you know, the metric, the formula? I mean, how, how do you all define that? Well, um, in large part, people want to keep their local dollars local, right? And local control, investing in our local community, we are not just sending everything to the state um, in, in business-rich areas or property-value-rich areas and say distribute equally amongst the entire state. What we, right. What we essentially say is, you know, you're going you're gonna to keep a lot of your resources local because you're paying local tax dollars and they should go to your local school district. What inevitably we then have, though, is some areas that are able to generate a lot more money towards public education than others. So we, we, we did Robin Hood as kind of a Band-Aid, send a little more money for those real outlier school districts that are just have more money than they could ever use or know what to do with, even though they'll tell you, no, we need every single dollar as well. Everyone's trying to maximize the quality of education in their districts. So it's, it, it's, it's an interesting deal because it's complicated, right? Is I'm, I'm more than willing to pay my fair share this is what the average taxpayer probably will feel uh, as long as it's going to educate kids here in my community. But at some point, you know, am I going to pay towards a state account that then gets dis- distributed equally? I, you know, that's why it's a complicated deal is w- what is popular, what is right, what is adequate. You know, those are all kind of come to some type of. But well, the top, the top a- level goal is to ensure that every student throughout the state has the same educational experience. Right. That's is, mean, is that the benchmark? It should be right, but 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 you know, are they meeting certain standards? Are they passing standardized tests? I mean, can we evaluate? Is it an apples to apples comparison? If you walk through a public school in a property wealthy school district, they're going to have programs, equipment, technology that we just don't have. Right, and even even then, I could I could see a property wealth thing. Where, whereas Texas ranks thirty eighth, and per pupil spending, even the property rich could say we need more, we need more, and to give up. But right. meanwhile, the poorer ones are saying, "Hey, right. we need to be at an equal footing." So, what are the solutions, though? Do nothing, band aid, or or start from the beginning. You know, it seems like we tweak it a little bit to to be in compliance. Uh, we adjust formula funds. We do different things. You know, I don't sit on the education committee. Uh, we could talk. You want to talk water? I sit on the natural resource committee. I can I can hold my own in terms of water and, and other uh, niche topics. But what I will say is, when this debate comes up, is there are proposals put forth by by each side that I think get her, get us closer to our goal. Now I will say there were some good proposals put forth by the Republican led House. Um, they put 1.5 billion back in in education cuts. They propose some uh, additional funding towards pre-K, which I've been told, and experts say, uh, has the greatest impact on a child's long-term success is that early childhood education. Uh, but in terms of fixing public school finance, you know, uh, it's a complicated formula math problem more than anything. What do you think works and that we have to keep? You know, when um, 
the the first judge that ruled on this before it went to the Texas Supreme Court, he actually cited Brownsville in his ruling where he said, hey, we need to fix it. But what he what he said was highlighting that Brownsville's superintendents and principals had started a chess program. That really didn't say we need more money, but they were yeah. still saying there's parts of the public school system that works. Right. So I, what would you want to save or what do you think the legislation says? This is why we're not starting from scratch. This is why we're doing the incremental changes every every year. You know, it, it's hard to say without getting into a deep dive, opening the books of how formula funding works. You know, uh, hold harmless means you're going to, we, we've had these tweaks that we do to say, we're only going to make you better, not any worse. These hold harmless tweaks. And I think that uh, we, we want a system right now that's funding enough to have children excel at their at basic core curriculum. But I think that school districts that are outliers in the system are those that implement those additional programs, those after-school programs, those soft skill programs, those uh, individual child-based extra help that help them excel. And I think that that's our biggest challenge, right, is you know, the three to the eight to three PM model where we're teaching core curriculum is not going to have our children competitive long term. They're not as likely to do well on tests like SAT, ACT. Um, we have to try to define this generation's challenges to being more educated, uh, smarter, and better able to compete at the state and national level because. The, the other school districts are looking beyond the 3 p.m. Yeah. issue, uh, the 3 p.m. deadline for to, to catch a kid's attention. You know, we have this 21st century uh, grant that uh, we've received that may or may not be in jeopardy moving forward. But, you know, that's for after school programs that I think make the biggest impact is when can we capture these kids when they're you know unsupervised uh, and we have the greatest potential to impact their uh, learning after school hours uh, and doing their homework and getting that enrichment. You know, in, in terms of, of the public school finance system, that's going to be something we work on uh, extensively next session, especially with this ruling. Yeah. And, you know, we already had one session where we put some more money back in. But ultimately, we really just need to change how we fund it. Whatever the formula base is right now, it's obviously inadequate because there's winners and and it, it is the highest category, I guess, budget category, right? It's it's education and, and Medicaid, right? The, yeah, the, the two largest chunks of it. But I, and I, I think it's a good way to close down that. Let, let's spend another three, four, five minutes on uh, on something that I, I think you'll get excited about. Water. 